made in life itself. Trying to make a name for myself, you feel me? Y'all saw it. Oh my god. Hello and welcome back to the Miami Sports Bar Podcast. My name is Joey. This is now officially episode 26. And I got to be honest with you guys. I got to keep it short and sweet. I just got off of work. I'm working the rest of the weekend. My birthday is on Monday, December the 4th. Shout out to Ebony. It's one of our servers over there. Uh, Me and her do share a birthday. Shout out to Ali's daughter. Her birthday will be on the 5th. And shout out to Elizabeth. Her birthday is on the 5th as well. I am so excited to be back here with you guys. I just needed to put out some more content. I keep trying to mess around with this whole background thing. And obviously now I took off the Tua video and just put this on-air thing on the background. Just I clearly uh, am starting to realize that I knew, do need to invest in a green screen. Because I don't like this whole fidgety thing. But it is fun, and it is something new that I did learn how to play around with. And now when I do get a green screen, it'll be something that'll be a lot more easier to figure out now that I have messed around with it for a little while. But anyways, nonetheless, uh, here we are. Uh, The Dolphins did play on Black Friday, so it is a little bit later. We did get a W against the Jets. It is our first of our two matchups against the Jets this season. Um, If you take away 60 seconds of football and went two or through those back-to-back interceptions which one of them was corrected by uh, Robert Sala leaving his offense on the field for, you know, the last two seconds, throwing a fail Mary, as many have dubbed it, where Javon Holland picked it off at the less than the one-yard line and took it all the way back for a Miami Dolphin touchdown. A very beautiful play to see. And then after that, we just obviously like, controlled the game for the rest of the time. Um, It is hard to, uh, you know kick a team while they're down like the Jets especially with the type of season that they had of course I don't there's not a lot of love lost for Jets and Dolphin fans but I'm the type of guy where you know now that I'm seeing my team turn around and especially with the narrative that we can't beat good teams that I want the best that they can give us and I want to beat the best that they have so I mean obviously we'll always take a win that's another thing that you always take away from sports a win is a win nobody cares about it later on so like, obviously, the Dolphins aren't getting a ton of credit for beating the Jets, but at the end of the season, if we win a division or whatever, they're not going to talk about how we beat the Jets. They're going to talk about how many wins we had at the end of the season. Uh, not a lot to talk about. On the bartending front, I was off basically like the last two Sunday Sundays. I will be working this Sunday, finally, because I need to make that shmoney. Hopefully, y'all like the cut. You know what I'm saying? Had to make sure I was uh, slightly freshened up before my birthday weekend. Hopefully, I can make some money. Going to chop myself out there like I am a uh, Tootsie's bartender, you know, for lack of better terms. And not to try to, like, throw shade on anybody else in a, in a hardworking industry as I do work in. But, yeah, I mean, it's exciting. We're getting to the last six games of the Dolphin season and for the NFL season, of course, where hopefully we can... Uh, we do have three easy games in a row, you know, so to speak, even though all NFL teams are, you know, put up a fight. Uh, we have the Commanders this Sunday, which I was hoping to go to that game months ago, but obviously, you know, that's not happening. We play the Titans on Monday Night Football. I will be at that game on December 11th, and then we play the Jets at home on the 17th, and then we play the Cowboys on Christmas Eve at home, and then... 
we play after the Cowboys, we play in Baltimore, and then we close out the season with Buffalo at home. I'll most likely be at that game as well. Uh, based on how Buffalo has been playing, I was, you know, expecting that game. I mean, it still might be, but expecting that game to be like a division, you know, title winning type of uh, shootout where whoever wins might win the division, blah, blah. If Buffalo, you know, manages to squander, you know, a few more of their opportunities, then most likely that will not be the case and it'll just be another home game for us and for us to get ready for the playoffs. Uh, as a general reminder, as we already pass a holiday and more holidays obviously are coming up towards the end of the month, uh, just be, you know, respectful to your service industry, you know, friends and to the people that you go and see at the restaurants. You know, they are devoting their time and, you know, trying to give you good service. And of course, you know, they're, you know, it's a tough month for everybody. I'm not saying just service industry, but, you know. Try to try to take care of your bartenders and your servers and your food runners and your busters or whatever the case may be, because these people have family and friends and stuff to buy gifts for also. And if you're going to be there on like like the Duffy's is open on Christmas Eve, uh, you know, and if you're going to be there and there's people that are losing time with their families, you know, just take care of them. I did hear some horror stories about Thanksgiving, how some people somehow still came out with some type of sense of entitlement and they were very rude and disrespectful to some. And then I also heard stories of some customers coming out there and, you know, tipping 50%, 60%, which is amazing. And that's, I'm not saying like, that's what you have to do, but you know, to be courteous on a holiday and being respectful to people who are giving up their holidays to work so that you can come in and eat with your friends and whatever, you know, just be a little bit more mindful of that. And I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, it is my birthday on the 4th. My only, you know, my only birthday and Christmas wish is that you guys like, share, follow me on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever the case may be. I do appreciate anybody and everybody who does listen. Shout out to Chino, uh, one of my regulars from Duffy's. Uh, You know, last time I saw him on Friday when I came in, uh, basically before the Dolphins game just ended, it was... Tell me I didn't even realize that I had a podcast and someone had let him know and he had spent the time listening and watching a lot of my podcasts and giving me thumbs up and just, you know, following me on YouTube, which I don't have a lot of subscribers on you. I'm like at 26, 27 subscribers on YouTube, which obviously is nothing, but I appreciate anybody and everybody who obviously takes the time out of their day to give me any type of listen or any type of support on any platform. So if you want to give me any birthday or Christmas, pre- Christmas present, that's all you have to do. And I will appreciate you. Trust me. And then now, of course, you know, just to, you know, give you guys the basic, you know, of what I always do on a podcast is uh, go through some Dolphins highlights. I mean, I love how the very first highlight that they have lined up on this highlight reel. And normally I would take the time and go through the whole game, but just not doing it. I'm just trying to, like, you know, stay more consistent. I've been reading this cognitive behavioral therapy book. I'm, and when I say been reading, I mean, I got it like three days ago and I've already like pushed through like three quarters of the book and just trying to like give myself more of a, you know, better thought process on life. And it's also, how, I mean, something that I already knew about myself and I guess a lot of us would already know about ourselves is that procrastination is a killer of success. And it was so easy for me to come home and just think like, oh, well, you know, I have... I'll just go to bed. I got to open in the morning. But you know what? Let me just throw in. 
at least something, a little some, a little some type of content that I can put out there and try to work with. So of course, I continue to have problems with this, but whatever. But the point still stands. I want to put out some content, so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, this play right here is basically an example of something that you need to remember when Tua makes mistakes, what he's capable of doing when, you know, our offense is working correctly. And that's not, you know, only solely due to Tyreek Hill's speed and stuff like that. It's really, you know, a credit to... And something that I tried to explain to somebody when I came in on Friday after the game was that the thing about, like, so Tua's first inception, everything is on this offense is about timing. And if you want to call him a system, a system quarterback, I'm okay with that because no quarterback can work well in the system unless he is good enough to work in that system. If that makes sense, cool. If it doesn't make sense, then whatever. I really don't care. A lot of our offense is dependent on timing. That's why, like, last year you saw Tua make a leap. Of course, you can credit it to Tyreek Hill, whatever. And this year you can credit it to our offensive line being better. But a lot of it is Tua trusting and understanding what you know, who is supposed to be where and what the timing of all these routes are supposed to be. That's why, like, and if you watch this game and if you were listening to the commentators speak on how effective Tua is in this offense, it's a lot about, and I've said it before in the podcast and, you know, when I broke down this, these games where he hits that third step or he hits that fifth step on his dropbacks and he throws. And that's not because he's just throwing it out there and saying, like, oh, fuck it, let's see what happens. He's throwing it because... He knows where these guys are supposed to be, and he's already read where the, what the defense is running. And the only time you see him make these mistakes, let's say, so to speak, is because the defense has covered up, and he sees it, and he goes through his progressions. And the pick six ends up being a progression to a flat, where he assumed that the flat would be open. It's first and ten, and a fucking, with 50 seconds left in the second half, he didn't think that the DB was going to drop down so low. He thought that he would give him more cushion as most defenses have done obviously the db made a great fucking read uh echoes on the jets and this is like an you know he's having like a historic season or whatever another pick six good for him or no 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 he's not having a historic season i'm thinking about somebody else this is he's had two pick sixes in his career is what it is and they're both against tua which i guess is the funny thing about it but i mean good for him obviously robert sala and the Jets coaching staff made sure that the Jets did not go into the locker room with the you know with confidence because they threw that pick six at the end. But that's just to you know make that statement. This play is funny because you have Tyreek Hill coming in on a motion to just stop and take a screen pass, and I mean obviously great blocking down the field against a stout Jets defense. One thing, like I said, I won't harp on their offense, but their defense is something different. And then he just ends up getting upended. He ends up going for it on fourth down, and it does not work out whatsoever, of course. Jeff Wilson is definitely an unsung hero in this game just because it was nice to see him being effective with A-Chan out and Ahmed out, and he made a lot of big, powerful runs during this game. This is just a nice, accurate throw over the middle on an easy route to the running back. Where I mean, it's not that easy, but it's nice and tight right in his hands. That's what she said. This next play almost seems questionable, but if you really think about it, it is just so perfectly placed 
that it just keeps it right out of harm's way. And look at that. Three guys trying to defend that pass, and he's still on his feet afterwards. That's absolutely insane. I mean, look at that. I mean, that's actually almost P.I., really. It's really P.I., and he ends up catching it anyways. That's fucking beautiful, dude. I don't care what you think about that play. That is just a beautiful and well-executed play. And then here goes a beautiful, easy one-two out the backfield touchdown Tyreek. To put him at 10 touchdowns for the season, 1,300 yards receiving. And then this next play is really just an example of how I said, like, once he hits that third step, you're going to see Tua's going to come out from under center, hit that third step, and just release it to Waddle where he's wide open. That's right. It's really a five-step drop because of the play action. But wide open, easy completion. Awful. Of course, we got to watch this play. No commentary needed. How far he can throw it if indeed he throws it or they try a, a lateral or whatever here. Meanwhile, he just tries to get away from everybody, throws it into the end zone, into a lot of traffic, and there's a pick on the other side. You see, if Garrett Wilson wasn't jogging at the top, he might have stopped him, but he just assumed someone would get him. Christian Wilkins blocks Brees Hall, who probably had the best chance, and then that was it. No, I couldn't believe it. That is insanity. The first big throw after the fucking second, after the first half, just a perfect throw to Waddle. The flag is down to Waddle making the It's just amazing. But yeah, basically, I mean, it's not like, you know, after that, it just becomes a lot of garbage time. doesn't really matter. The Dolphins do have a little bit more to complete towards the end of the season. We are only eight and three, you know. There is a universe where we lose six in a row, which I highly doubt. But being a Dolphin fan, you've seen a lot fucking worse. And to be honest, with the problems that I've been having right now, with like how I have to keep like cutting and going back and forth and adding videos and clipping them together until I get this green screen. I mean, next video, I'm most likely just not going to have this type of background situation. But like I said, I was really just trying to make sure I reconnect with you guys. Remind you guys how much I love you and appreciate you and appreciate any support that I get. Um, once again, it is my birthday on Monday. Christmas is coming up. The only thing I want from y'all, anybody out there who's listening, is a like, share, follow, recommend me to somebody. I don't care on what platform it is. Um, shout out to Chuck, who did show me today that... Uh, on his Spotify wrap-up for his podcast, I was uh, number four. And, like, you know, he's listening to Joe Rogan Experience, too, who was number one. So I'll take that. So he's obviously somebody who does listen to podcasts. So that, to me, I mean, I don't care. And top five, top ten even, like, that's still a blessing and an honor. And I really do appreciate you guys. Um, well, happy belated Thanksgiving to anybody who didn't watch my episode last week. Um, and, yeah, I love you guys. And, as always... For the love of God, please make sure that you love yourselves. I'll see you next time. Uh, next time I'll be 27. Ugh.